Well, man, we are starting a new sermon series today, and I'm excited for it. This is the third in a three-part series. So we went back, remember in uh, August, September, we started a series called Who Am I? And we were looking at our identity in Jesus Christ. What does it mean to be with him and to know him and to have him pay the price for me? My God is my king. And all the values and the hopes that we had in him. That was the Who Am I series. The why do I worship my God and all that he brings to the table. The second series was, so how come it doesn't always feel like that? How come there's times where I feel like I am just crushed and I'm under the weight of my own failure and I'm not tasting of it the way it should be and toxic was the name of that series and we talked about the impact that sin has in our lives and the different quadrants of our heart and how that can be affected by sin and what that ends up looking like. We got into source and symptom to what does it look like to have toxicity in our life of sin, right? But we also looked at what does it mean to get some healing over that? And how do I go after that? That was the last part of each chapter. Hopefully you got that far in each chapter, right? The Lord, what's my hope in this? This third part is called on fire. Being transformed and lasting a lifetime. Transformed and it lasting a lifetime. That toxicity thing, Lord, how do you go after that and change that in my life? That's what we're going after. And a life change, not just temporary, but for eternity. And all of God's people said, all right, and as we go after it, we've got a gift for you. We want to make sure everybody gets it, so let's roll out the books. Do we have them ready to rock? Here come the books. And we're going to get one to everybody. So here's my request. Every single person take one, all right? Every single, I'm visiting today. Every single person take one. Make sure you get one of these, all right? If you're visiting with us one time, we're great with that. We have a book for you. This is on us. So we're going to be passing these out. They are going to be coming down the rows. And I'm going to grab a book myself here. Thank you. All right. So let me just walk through this a little bit. On fire. This book is much like uh, all the other books that we had in the uh, fall, okay? For those of you who are visiting with us today, we've done this specifically for these three sermon series, all right? This isn't something we do every single time, but we have been doing this all fall, and we're doing it for this third part series. Uh, this book contains uh, a prayer, a plan, and then a bunch of method as we go along. It's got your sermon outline for every single week, okay? So for the next eight weeks, make sure you bring this book with you. All right? For the next eight weeks, make sure you bring this book with. So it's got the sermon outline in it so you can fill it in. It's got white space for you to put in notes as well as fill in the blanks. And then it's also got a reading plan as you turn over. Page like uh, 13 is the first one. It's got a reading plan for each week. Okay? So you can read through every morning. There will be some passages of scripture related to the topic we just preached that Sunday. So this will be able to lead you through your week. So it's got the sermon outline, it's got the reading plan, and then it's got impact group questions. These impact group questions are structured to be able to lead each of our impact groups uh, through a life-changing, iron-sharpening iron experience. Hey, impact group people, make sure you do these questions before you show up at your impact group, all right? 
just throwing that out, helping out the impact group leaders a little bit when I say this. Make sure you get that done ahead of time so that you know what's going on. You've got some thoughts towards it, and this can be an extremely productive time together. I'm telling you this, God has used these books in the fall to rock this body. Uh, it is not the content of the book that's rocking them. We keep directing back to the Word of God and to the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is changing our lives. And all of God's people said, man, let's go after it with all we've got. We want to make sure that everybody gets a book, so I am going to continue talking while some get them. All right? Uh, let's just go to the prayer and the plan. So that's on whatever the page is early on. there. Six? Okay. Page six. So our prayer, look at the bullet items here. Here's our prayer goals. Making the name of Jesus Christ famous. Please. This is not making the name of Harvest Bible Chapel famous. This is not making the name of your small group leader famous. This is, right, this is making the name of the Lord Jesus Christ famous. As we walk through this, may he be worshipped. And uh, grasp the greatness of my God. Be unified as one body. Drink deeply of abundant joy in my God. Glorify God as I am shaped by him. This is where the real shaping begins, is in this series, okay? And some of you are like, I've been getting shaped a lot already. And uh, I'm just telling you, now we start walking through in this series, what does it look like for me to not muscle it at the same time I'm cooperating with my God and he's doing something huge in my life? Holy Spirit's glory pouring over me, my life changed. Life changed, all right? And uh, identifying what in me needs to be transformed, and then repentantly handing all of that and all of me over to him. Uh, the plan, attending Sunday services weekly. Man, here's my request. Commit to regularly attending here. God's doing something huge in this place. Don't miss out. Commit to regularly attending with us. Attend your impact group regularly and uh, read the Bible each day. You can use this reading plan. I've already got my own reading plan. I started this New Year's thing, and, and I'm doing my own thing already. We're good with that, right? That's okay if you're doing a separate reading plan. That's great. If you want to keep doing that, that's fine. If you're looking for something to go through, we've got a reading plan for you, and it's in here. It'll lead us through the next two months, all right, the next eight weeks, and uh, allow God to stir your heart. This is the plan. So here's my request. Are you ready to allow God to stir your heart? Really think it through. Are you ready to allow God to stir your heart? Okay, now I'm looking for a real answer. Are you ready to allow God to stir your heart? All right, let's go after this, man. Let's go after this in the new year. Let's make much of our God as we dive in. And it starts on page 10 in your books as we get after the sermon outline. All right? All right. Hey, um, one last announcement. So as we dive in here, we're going to be going to Romans chapter 16, starting in verse 25. Romans 16, starting in verse 25. We're going to have the ushers coming forward with some Bibles in their hands. And if you need a Bible, go ahead and raise your hand, and uh, they'll get a Bible to you. We're going to be walking through these couple of verses, and I want to make sure you've got a Bible there as we do that. Um, just so you know, we are going to have these Bibles now on a little book racks at the doors as you walk in every single week. So we bought a couple hundred Bibles We've got them available. Make sure you grab a Bible as you come in. And uh, over the next week or two, we'll announce this handing out part here one more time. But then we'll just go to only using the book racks. That way, uh, you can grab one as you're coming in. And if you're one of those who's like, 
Oh, I need a Bible, but I'm not about to raise my hand. Uh, you can pick one up on the book rack, all right? And we'll have those there for you. So we're excited to have those available now. A couple hundred Bibles at the doors. As you come in, if you need a Bible, make sure you grab that Bible. We are serious about walking through the Word of God. We will proclaim the Word of God without apology. You're going to want your Bible as we walk through it. And all of God's people said, all right, here we go. Romans 16, starting in verse 25. The first point, we worship him who is able. We worship him who is able. This is a call to worship. It starts in verse 25. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. Right? This is an awesome doxology, a close to the book of Romans, and it starts out here, now to him who is able. And uh, sp- speaking about God himself here, God Almighty, he is able. He is fully capable of accomplishing it. He can do anything. He is, a- everybody just say, he is able. And he is able, do you believe it? Say it like you believe it. Say it loud. Say it strong. He is able. Say it louder and bigger. He is able. Man, we have a God who is able. And as we dive into this, may we celebrate him now to him who is able. Able to do what? He can do anything. And look what it says specifically here. Now to him who is able to strengthen you. Man, as we look at the purpose statement for transformation... And diving into transformation, we're going to be looking at that purpose statement in these couple of verses. The first part is grasp this, your God is able to strengthen you. Just so you know that word strengthen actually comes from a word that we get the word steroid from, right? We get this word, it means to create an ability that you didn't otherwise have, strengthen. It means to empower, strengthen. It's this huge statement of strength and How does God strengthen us? I just wrote this down. Three ways that God strengthens us. You may want to write these down. Three ways that God strengthens us. Uh, First, purity of heart. He literally begins to cleanse our passions, our heart. We long for what he longs for. We value what he values. We see it the way he sees it. God beginning to do a work in my life. As God strengthens, we get a purity of heart. Second, we get a resolve of our belief. We get a resolve of our belief. As God is doing a work strengthening, you will get more confident in what you believe about your God. You will get more assured of who he is. You will be blown away by him as God of the universe. You will be more confident. And God doing a strengthening in you as you lean on him, as you trust in him, a resolve of your belief. And then third is a clarity of purpose. A clarity of purpose. A big part of strength is knowing where you're headed. Did you know that? A big part of strength is knowing where you're headed. And if you're headed the wrong direction, disaster can occur. And a huge part of what God does in our lives is bring a clarity of purpose. Um, now, I just want to point out here, it says, now to him who is able to strengthen you. Then it says, there's three different times where the word according to occurs here. 
right? According to my gospel and according to the revelation and then later on there, according to the command of the eternal God. And three times where according to comes up. We'll come back to those in just a second. Those are like parentheticals, making some statements, but they're substatements. The main line of this uh, verse, the main sentence goes like this. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, skip to verse 27, to the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ, amen. See, that's how this verse is actually working. It's a mainline verse that says, now to him who can strengthen you, glory to his name. Worship him with all you've got. Make much of your God who brings strength, who does things we cannot imagine. Notice, how long should we bring glory to him? It says, to the only wise God, to the only wise God. In other words, you know things we don't know, God. And we're counting on you and we're looking to you and we're longing for you to do a work. Lord, you know what needs to be strengthened in me. May you do that strengthening and healing to the only wise God. This is also probably playing a bit on the words that you'll see in the middle here of revelation and mystery. And God knows these things and is revealing these things. Um, in Romans chapter 11, verse 33, it says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. That's what Paul's talking about. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, to the only wise God. May he be worshipped. It says, to the only wise God, be glory. Be glory. And uh, what does that word mean? Well, it basically means uh, praise, celebration, honor. I just wrote these words down. His gratefulness our thankfulness, right? What does it mean to glory? His greatness, our thankfulness. I'm just telling you, when you get his greatness, you are blown away, you are dropped to your knees, then we switch it over to our thankfulness. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm amazed with who you are. His greatness, your thankfulness. That's glory. And how long should that go on? It says forevermore. All of eternity, may we constantly lift the God up who is eternally existent from eternity past to eternity future. May we make much of his name for all of eternity, his greatness, our thankfulness. And all of God's people said, and that's what it looks like for us to glory him. There is no stopping it. He deserves our praise. There is no end to his greatness, so there will be no end to our worship. There is no end to his strengthening us. So there is no end to our glorying in his name. This is the purpose call. His glory. Him worshipped. God glorified. He'll do the strengthening on us. The, the purpose is not me healed. Did you just hear that? That sounds like a horrible plan for a series called Be Transformed. Right? The purpose is not me healed. The purpose is him worshipped. And as God does an amazing work in my life, may that just well to the top a glory for him. His greatness, my thankfulness. That's what we're going after. And uh, it says here, through Jesus Christ. And, uh, that's how he's revealed this hope. Through the God who has become man. Fully God, fully man. Our hope 
is in our Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. He speaks and this world exists. He stands there and he sustains all of it. In the end, he will reign eternally as King of kings and Lord of lords. Through the revealing of Jesus Christ, we have hope. Everybody just say, we have hope. We have hope and his name is Jesus Christ. And there can be a healing in the midst of him and there can be a worshiping through him. Praise be to God. And uh, and this week has been uh, this week's been a tough week for a lot of people in this room. Uh, back on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, there was actually some rough weather going down. Right, we had a lot of rain, and then it got really cold, and then the rain started turning to ice. It formed to ice on the trees right before your eyes. Right, and uh, we have a tree right outside our our. Uh, house window, and I was looking out at it, and I could literally see the ice getting thicker on some of the berries that were still left on the tree, and they were just beginning to drip down, and it froze in a drip. It was amazing how fast the ice was building up. It looked gorgeous when you look out across trees until you look at the big trees, and you see all the ice building up on them, and these big, bad old trees, right, with these huge limbs that couldn't take the weight of all the ice. And all of a sudden, they come crashing down. And now we got limbs all over the place. Did you see this? I was driving on Tuesday or Wednesday. I forget what it was. I was driving around. And uh, the tree limbs that had fallen, the ice that was on it, when it hit the ground, the ice shattered like glass. And it just laid around the whole of the limb like glass on the ground. Never did melt or anything because of how cold it had gotten. And you saw, like, it looked like one of those things where somebody had been shot and they, like, spray paint around it but it's sprayed with ice as these limbs are now dropped, right? And these huge limbs dropping all over the place, and some of them, some of them clipped power lines. And uh, we had a lot of people out of power. I know this church building was out of power for a handful of hours, and uh, the longest I've heard of is like 80-some hours, uh, almost four days. Was anybody out more than four days with power? So right about four days, probably the max, Right? And uh, so about four days going without power, learning how to live life in the early 1800s, where you have to go to Chili's to buy your food, you know, <laughs> right? And uh, just trying to figure out life again and what it means, using the fireplaces to stoke things up and being able to cook some things in those ways. And it's a different style of life. And hear me, when God calls us to transformation, he does not leave us without power. And all of God's people said, I'm telling you, God does not leave you without power. He has given you that which will strengthen. He is ready to pour it on. God has a plan. He loves you. He's ready to make an impact in your life. Are you ready to worship him? It's time to be on fire. And how ridiculous, right, when the power gets turned back on to our homes and we're like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to keep it off for right now. Right? I'm just not going to go for that at this moment. And I'm going to try to do it on my own. And uh, right? that's not to be the plan. And yet, how often is that our very plan when it comes to our walk with Christ? We're like, I've got this. I'll handle it myself, thank you. I'm going to try to muscle this thing on my own. I learned last fall three things that are messed up in my life. So I'm going to try to change those all by myself. And... Uh, Everybody just say, that's a bad plan. Dude, that's a bad plan. And God is empowering. God is strengthening. He has not left you without power. 
Man, get to his side and turn it on. Hear from him. May he change your life, all right? And, uh, simple statement. Are you striving on your own? Or are you allowing him to turn the power on, the strengthening power into your life? That's what we need to go after. Okay, point number two. He strengthens us with a plan. He strengthens us with a plan. So now we're going to get into these according to statements. There's three of them, and they're interwoven together, all right? This is uh, sort of like spaghetti on the plate, if you will. They all have something to do with each other, and they're touching each other, but there's three distinctions as well. So here we go. According to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to my gospel, the word gospel, it literally means good news. So according to the good news, all right? According to the good news. And uh, What's the good news? That we have hope. There is a God who's doing a changing work in my life. And while sin has train wrecked me, and that was my choice, God's going to do a healing work. He has gone to the cross. He has died. He has risen again. He is bringing all authority. My God has it in hand. And uh, the good news, Jesus Christ is our hope and he has come. Im anu el, right? means Emmanuel, God with us. The Hebrew for God with us. That's our hope, that fully God became fully man. He lived among us and he made a payment for us and he's now risen from the dead. He gives us hope of forgiveness and he's got strength pouring in through his Holy Spirit. We have hope, the good news. According to, notice Paul says, my gospel. This is the message that Paul was sharing. There were a lot of people that were getting confused about how to go after it. And Paul was like, no, no, no. Seriously, God shared with me. This is what you want to know. And uh, he was revealing out this gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And notice he's not making it much about himself. The next phrase, and the preaching of Jesus Christ. The preaching of Jesus Christ. Making much of the one who is fully God and fully man. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, no other, no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And the name is Jesus Christ. There is no other name given whereby we must be saved. John 14, 6, Jesus says of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Preaching Jesus Christ. He is our hope. All right? And uh, do you believe that? Are you settled in and ready to rock getting who Jesus Christ is? Do you believe that? It's time for us to live according to the good news. The second one, according to the revealed mystery. According to the revealed mystery. It says here, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages but has now been disclosed. According to the revelation of the mystery. See, mysteries are hidden. And it takes a revealing for us to be able to get them, right? And he's like, just so you know, according to the revelation of that mystery. And... Uh, there's a mystery that was kept secret. Literally, it means kept in silence, not revealed out, all right? God knew something that we did not know, and he knew where he was headed from eternity past. We looked at this in the Christmas series, right? He knew the plan from eternity past, and he knew exactly where he was headed. And in the midst of heading that direction, he had a secret that he was now revealing out. And the Apostle Paul was using some of the prophetic scriptures to grasp and share what was taking place. It says, that was kept secret for long ages, but 
has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all the nations. What prophetic writings? Okay, go back into our Christmas series. Isaiah chapter 7 and chapter 9. The statement of a Messiah coming, right? Isaiah, the hope of the king to come, who would carry the government on his shoulders, who would have these powerful names, who was going to lead for all of eternity. And the hope of Messiah coming, that's in Isaiah. Jeremiah 31, right? The hope of a changed heart as God writes on their hearts the commandments, as he stirs them and changes them and shifts them towards coming to him. These are the prophetic writings he's talking about. That's why we went over them in the Christmas season there. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Micah, chapter 5, talking about Bethlehem as the place and the location. The hope shared through prophetic writing and yet still had not come to be. But in the era of Paul, Christ alive and there as the risen Savior shared out. Paul now saying, look at Isaiah 53. This is who we're talking about. The one who has died for us and risen for us, paid a price for us. This is our God. The prophetic writings revealing the hidden mystery that God had planned for all of eternity according to the revealed mystery. So he's going to strengthen according to the good news, according to the revealed mystery. Hear this. He is going to heal according to the gospel through Jesus Christ. Man, we're in the middle of a Romans couple of verses here. So we're not just going deep. We're going gospel deep. You remember that? For those of you who were with us a year and a half back when we went through the book of Romans, man, when you go through the, the gospel message, you're not just going deep. You are going gospel deep. You are not just going deep. You are going what? And that's where the strength and the power is at. It's in the gospel news. Jesus Christ, him for me. There is no better hope anywhere, ever, ever. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And, um, and all of God's people said, and the third according to, according to the command of the eternal God, right? And so according to his eternal command, we have the eternal God with his eternal plan and this eternal command that is now being revealed out, all right? And this eternal God, yes, from eternity past, he knew of this plan. He didn't make it up as he went. He wasn't like, oh, no. They went and did it. Now what do we do? Let's figure it out. That's not what's going Everybody say, that's not what happened. It's not what happened. God knew exactly where he was headed from eternity past in this eternal command as he made Christ clear as the solution to the mystery. He, Christ being the secret, the silence, okay? And according to the command of the eternal God, this huge privilege as it's made known to all nations, every tribe, tongue, and nation will be represented. So I'll just say it this way. Um, there was a violin student, and uh, he went in to talk with his teacher right before the lesson, and the teacher was tuning up the violin. And... Uh, he said, well, how's it going? And the teacher said, perfect. And he goes, wow, sounds like a good day. And he goes, every day is a good day when you're going to tune your instrument. And he picks up this tuning fork. And he said, this is tuned to a perfect A pitch. And every time I hit it, I get the exact same pitch. I can tune this violin to exactly what it needs to be every 
single time, right? That needs to be us in our walk with Christ, where we tune ourselves to him every single time. We have perfection in Jesus Christ. We have hope in Jesus Christ. And we, when we tune to him, when we hear from him, when his gospel is at work in us, amazing things happen. The power is in you getting in alignment with Jesus Christ, hearing from him, having his Holy Spirit literally begin to change you. How do I do that? That's exactly what we're going to be talking about over the rest of this series. How do we go about allowing ourselves to be put in tune with him, Holy Spirit changing me, God wrecking me, revealing to me, and restoring me that he might get all the glory? That's our plan. And Lord, may we truly be tuned to you. Simple question. Are you tuned to God's perfect plan and will? Or are you tuning to your own desires? Are you running after that thing that feels good or looks good or shows you off? Did you make a New Year's resolution and really it has pretty much everything to do with me and how people perceive me? Or did you make a New Year's resolution that has to do with your God and how you perceive your God? Lord, it's time for me to see you as king. It's time for me to tune to you, the Almighty, that you might rock my world. That's our call, all right? He strengthens with a plan. And then third, he strengthens with purpose. He strengthens with purpose. Notice it says here right at the end of verse 26, to bring about the obedience of faith. God's going to be doing a work in you, strengthening you according to his command through the gospel, doing a healing work in order to strengthen with purpose your obedience of faith. He literally wants to see you passionate and excited for what he's excited about. He can't wait to restore that facet of your heart so that you are no longer running after self, but you are running after him. Obedience of faith. I just wrote these things down. True obedience truly trusts. True obedience truly trusts. And this is a call to trust. It's the new year. We're just a few days in. We've got 360-some days in this year. Lord, may this be a year where I put you first. And uh, Father, please keep the distractions down. May I not be looking away or aside. I'm ready to hear from you and uh, truly trust in you. I also wrote this down, obedience. Uh, obedience is not doing what you're told just to avoid trouble. You hearing that? Obedience, it's not just doing what you're told in order to avoid trouble. It's not just doing what you're told in order to avoid trouble. Some of you are like, then what is it? I thought that's what I was doing, was avoiding trouble and doing what I was told and Doing what we're told to avoid trouble is still very me-centric. I don't want any pain. I don't want any struggle. I want this thing to go well for me, so I'm going to do what you said. That's still very self-centered, and over time, it'll eat you up. It's just going to go back to a wrong, okay? Here's what it comes down to. God, I'm ready to do what you're calling me to do so that you're made much of. 
Now that's true obedience. So that you're made much of. When someone looks in my life and they see me doing something that would honor you, Lord, may I not say, that's right, I'm being obedient, and it's in me and my work, and not, everybody say, not that. It's not that, man. It's time for us to say, are you kidding me? May I introduce you to my God. He stuns me. He blows me away with who he is. He is changing the purity of my heart. He is restoring the conviction in my soul, right? He's bringing across a clarity of purpose, and I'm obeying in order to make much of him. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, and you want to know what the purpose of transformation is? That's what it is. If we start this out as a giant self-help thing, man, is that going to tank? Universal sign for failure, right? Man, is that going wrong? It is just going to come out very me-centered, and over time, I'll end up running after me, 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 all right? And we end up in that me world where everything is processed through the world of me and the lens of me and how it affects me, and that is not where we're going. God, my lens this year, may it be, how does this affect you? How does this glorify you? I am ready for you to be worshiped in my life. As you strengthen me, as you transform me, may it not be about me feeling better. May it be about you being glorified. That's the purpose statement. Transformation, singular purpose, worship. Transformation, singular purpose. What is it? Worship. And make sure we get that down. Worship. Let's go after it this year, not for a feel-good but for a showing God off, all right? That said, we thought, what greater way to start our worship off than to do communion together and celebrate who Jesus Christ is. So I'm gonna ask those who are helping serve communion to go ahead and get in position. And as they're getting there, let's just be real clear about what communion is, all right? Communion. So we're taking a bread and we're taking a drink and this represents the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, him for me. And so if you trust in Jesus Christ as your savior, this is an opportunity for you to be saying, thank you, Lord. And I appreciate you and I worship you and I celebrate you, right? This is a great time of worship and as we remember him. You might be here today and you're like, dude, I just decided to come to church as part of a new year thing. I didn't know what I was walking into. I'm not even sure where I stand with Jesus Christ. Then here's my request, all right? As the bread and the cup are passed, just go ahead and pass that on by. Don't take it. Just pass it by. And make this a moment where you're just prayerfully reflecting before your God, saying, Lord, I don't, I'm not even sure who you are. I, I'm trying to figure out if I should hand this to you. Or maybe you're confident today, it's time. It's time for me to hand it to him. Just take that moment when the bread and cup are being passed. Pass it on by and say, Lord, I'm committing to you. I'm ready to have you in charge of my life. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross and rising again. I'm amazed with you. All right? So if you haven't trusted Christ, go ahead and pass it by. Again, if you have trusted Christ, this is for you. So make sure you take the bread and the cup. Remember, they're stacked too deep, right? So you're going to reach down, and you're going to take both cups in the stack and then pass it along, okay? And uh, you're gonna, I'm just going to say it again. You're going to take both cups in the stack. So 
How many cups? Both cups in the stack so that you've got both the bread and the drink, all right? And then pass it along. Hang on to that until the end and we'll take it together, all right? Let's just go to him in prayer now. Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord. We worship you. We're amazed with who you are. Lord, we just come before you now. We're thankful for all that you're doing. We remember you and your sacrifice on the cross that you are our hope. We proclaim Jesus Christ as King. Amen. As the bread and cup are now passed, just continue to worship him, okay? Just celebrate him. Take a moment now where you thank him for who he is, for his greatness. Father God, we do thank you that you are the one who strengthens. You are the only wise God. You are our hope. Just worship him where you are. Lord, as we come before you and recognize that you're the God of the universe, we recognize that we are in sin. Things that we need to let go of, things we need to confess. Lord, hear our cry of confession now. Lord, please forgive me for. Just be very specific. Whatever you need to ask God to release. Lord, please forgive me for. Maybe it's an attitude you've had in the home. Maybe it's an attitude you've had in work. Maybe it's something you've done or something you've said and it's time to get it done. Hand it to your God. Lord, please forgive me. as we kind of take a deep breath in again, just worshiping him as we breathe in. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your gospel, the good news. Thank you that you are fully God and you became fully man. You humbled yourself and became a man. Thank you that you love us and you reach out to us and you restore us, that you are the God with hope as your message. Thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way but through you, and you sacrificially and humbly made that available to me. Thank you. Just worship your God for who he is. Now one more breathing out. 
as we exhale, just confessing, Lord, please forgive me. Maybe there's something that needs to be let go of. You know you're battling with it, and it's time, man. Let it go right now. Lord, please forgive me. Maybe you're not even aware of what needs to be let go of. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lord, reveal to me what needs to go now as I hand it to you. Lord, please forgive me for. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that we can come to you. Lord, we're amazed by your word, the simplicity. You are the only wise God. May we be on our knees before you. You are the king of the universe. May we bring glory to your name. You are our salvation. You are our hope. We proclaim your fame. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. It's in your mighty name I pray these things. And all of God's people said, amen. As we take the bread now, Jesus standing with his disciples, and he tore the bread and he held it up and he said, this, this is my body broken for you. Note this, he hadn't gone to the cross yet. He's saying, this is my body broken for you. It's a symbol reflecting on my sacrifice for you. They had no clue what he was talking about. And as we talked in our family chat, looking backward and looking forward, we have the privilege of being able to look backward and see all that Jesus Christ has done at the cross and all that he is as our Savior and all that he is in the gospel and all that he is for our salvation and all that he is through his shed blood and broken body. He is our king. Take and eat. And then he took the drink. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. He was talking about the work of the cross. He wasn't talking about some metaphor. He was talking about his actual payment for you and for me. Him for me. And he poured out his blood. Just do me a favor as we go to take this. Just say the words, him for me, and then drink. Ready? Him for me.